My name is Mark Viquez, and this is the Ballpark Hunter Podcast, a weekly show that discusses topics at the ballpark from the game day experiences, stadium news, logo changes, and everything else that's brewing at the game. We cover it all from the baseball to the beer. Invite you to stay tuned and hope you enjoy. Hello, this is Mark Fiquez, and you're on the Ballpark Hunter Podcast. With me today, I have the honor with uh, GM of the Yakima Valley Pippins, Jeff Garretson. He will be our guest today. Jeff, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Little uh, interesting story. Back in 2004, when Yakima still had the Bears, family and I was driving from, um, I guess, the Hood River area of uh, Oregon. And we decided to sort of just keep driving and driving. And we didn't know where we we're going to go. So I busted out the AAA uh, fact book about Washington. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if Yakima has a, has a baseball team. They did. They had their number. I remember having to call up the box office. They had a game that day. So we drove to Yakima just for that game and caught my first foul ball at a baseball game. Really? Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. So it was at Yakima. And this was before the cell phones. This was before internet. Uh, well, we had cell phones, but this was before the internet when you can just look it up. You actually had to have a AAA book, be a AAA member. Ah, it's it's a lot of effort to travel back then to see a baseball game. Now, much easier. Absolutely. So felt I get that story out of the way. So this past season, a lot of former minor league teams became summer collegiate. You guys did it back in 2013. Well, uh, the the Yakima Bears, uh, who were uh, farm crumb of the of the Dodgers and then the Diamondbacks, they left uh, and actually moved to Hillsboro, Oregon, became yeah. the Hillsboro Hops uh, after the 2012 season. Uh, Yakima County Stadium, uh, which was built uh, for the Bears back in 1993, sat dormant for a year. Okay. Yep. And our uh, our parent company, uh, which had started uh, a team in the West Coast League in 2010 called the Walla Walla Suites, uh, which is our sibling team, uh, they decided to bring uh, another team into the West Coast League and then uh, incorporated the uh, Pippins in 2013 and we started playing in 2014. Yeah. Okay. So 2014, how was that, how was that transition with fans and uh, I guess sponsorships going from one league to another? Um, well, uh, you know, there's, there's always the disappointment uh, about when a team leaves a town, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, uh, you know how quickly fans in in markets get attached uh, and they become very attached, much more so than I think people realize. It's, it was very uh, a very personal thing uh, when the Bears left here. And so when the Pippins came uh, to town in 14, uh, before I joined the team, there were, were some problems in, uh, you know, gaining people's trust back, not just fans, but sponsors uh, as well. And that took a few years, uh, but uh, you know it's uh, it is something that uh, that we were able to get through, uh, and we're really looking forward to this season. You know, in year year thirty of COVID, what what year of COVID is it now? Uh, <laughs> Seems you know, that way. 
yeah, more and more fans uh, are anxious to get outside and connect with uh, with their their previous lives, especially when it comes to to baseball and summer. So uh, they're anxious to get back, as are we. Well, I'm going to tell you now that Major League Baseball, we don't know when they're going to be back. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting for uh, summer collision and and all those other leagues. Uh, I agree. Me being, agree. Them, me being one of them. So you you picked the name Pippins. Uh, obviously, you said this was before you arrived. Do do you know what process went into that? Was that a fan vote, or was that somebody saying this is the name? It, it was a fan vote, uh, and uh, it's it goes way back into uh, the 1930s when the the first uh, professional baseball team in Yakima that la- that actually lasted more than a year that was that was named the Yakima Pippins. They were a professional club. Uh, my grandfather actually played first base on that team. Mm. And so my family's ties to baseball go go way back there. Um, and then when they were naming the team here, uh, Pippins uh, was was a throwback name, just like when the Bears came back to Yakima in 1990. That was also a th- throwback name to Bears teams that were here uh, in the 50s, 40s and 50s. Um, the Pippin was a popular apple that was grown in the Yakima Valley back in the 19, uh, 1900s. It's not grown here any longer, but you can still find it back east. Uh, but uh, it was something that uh, was very near and dear to the hearts of, of many fans here who voted for it and was kind of an obvious choice. Our sibling team in Walla Walla is, is the Walla Walla Sweets. Uh, they're named after the Walla Walla Sweet Onion. So it kind of runs in the, uh, the family here that we're named after fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I definitely love both. I love the Walla Walla Sweets logo and your guys' logo as well. They're just uh, like typical minor league summer collegiate baseball logos, fashionable. Those are the type that I, I love. Do you know who designed the Pippins logo? Yeah, uh, both of our logos um, and all of our corresponding marks were designed by Studio Simon. Uh, they, oh, okay. They've done great work uh, throughout the minor leagues, uh, great sports logos all across the country. Uh, and we're just uh, we're just thrilled with them. You know, it's been uh, going on our eighth year here with that logo and Walla Walla is entering it. You know, it's it's 12th year with those logos. And every time I see them, it's it's they just always stun me. They're just they're just beautiful logos to work with. Yeah. Studio Simon, they, they're one of my favorites. They always seem to do a nice job. Uh, no matter Absolutely. What, no matter what kind of logo you give them. They make it happen. I do another podcast where we talk about logos and yeah, Studio Simon pops up quite a bit. Uh, they're extremely active in the business. But uh, this offseason with uh, the ball club, what are what are things you guys doing right now to prepare for the season? Any renovations or changes coming to uh, the ballpark? Actually, for my uh, stadium, yes. Uh, af- this is uh, coming up on um, you know, almost coming up on 30 years for original equipment at the ballpark. We are, are getting new stadium seating this spring. Uh, that's one of the reasons I'm not enjoying the snow right now. We need to get rid of that so we can start demolition and construction uh, before our season starts in June. Uh, so that's the biggest thing that uh, fans will see out at the stadium this spring uh, or this summer, uh, brand new seats. Uh, since the Pippins came to town in 2014, we've put a lot of, of money into upgrades and renovation uh, into the stadium as we go along. Uh, one of the other parts of the project that for this year that 
fans won't see uh, publicly or, or out in public uh, is a lot of uh, repairs and replacements uh, to the structure itself, uh, to some of the offices, the clubhouses, uh, restrooms, things like that. Uh, some of that won't be uh, undertaken until after our season is over this summer, but uh, you know, we're, we're glad to see some much needed maintenance and, and renovation there uh, and, and hope to continue that over the next few years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you want to have things for the fans, but at the same time, uh, keeping that integrity of the structure. Uh, I remember when I was there, it had, I, I remember having a kind of an oddball construction, the way the, the stands were set up. Uh, I, you know, I don't have any pictures from that visit. I know uh, when we came back from vacation, this was, we're still taking pictures on rolls of film. I, it didn't get developed. I don't know what happened. I guess uh, Walmart didn't develop it. So another another time another era of taking uh, minor league baseball pictures you know now you just snap yeah it was a picture a, you you bet now now we've got those phones oh. uh easy to take a photo uh I, it was a very small footprint that they that they had to develop the stadium so uh the stadium seating bowl there's really not a bad seat in the house uh you know you're right there up on the action uh the the outfield uh, dimensions are very unique because of the footprint uh, but those are the types of things that I love about minor league baseball and collegiate baseball. Uh, they're not cookie cutter designs. Everything is unique. It has its own uh, flavor, its own personality. Okay. And that's, I think, what, what really connects with, with baseball fans and with all minor league sports fans. They just love those, those unique uh, pieces that make it much more fun. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. You're at, I like being at a ballpark and you sit down and you know where you are. You're not someplace that looks similar. Like growing up in New Jersey, we had three ballparks, Trenton, Camden, and Somerset. They all looked alike, except one had, you know, one had some trees in the background. One had uh, the bridge over to Philadelphia in the background. And another one had a bunch of uh, billboard signs stacked up high. But if you turned around, you didn't know where you were. And you know, they're nice stadiums. They're nice and modern, but at the same time, you do like that little uh, bit of uh, <clears throat> a little bit of uniqueness uh, to a stadium. Uh, now in Yakima, I remember when I went there, um, just being naive, I thought all the Washington was like Seattle weather. We get to Yakima, it's dry, it's wine country. Uh, to some of my listeners who have never been to the Valley, what would you recommend? How would you describe a trip there? Uh, well, uh, the weather is, is the biggest thing. Uh, there's very much a divide between uh, the western side of the state and eastern Washington, right down the Cascade Range. Uh, a lot more rain uh, and temperate climates there on the west side. Here in eastern Washington, it's drier and hotter during the summer, and we get a, a lot more snow uh, and moisture in the winter. Uh, but that's one of the best things uh, about it in the summer, as long as it does, doesn't get too hot. And last year, uh, we had a couple of ball games that, uh, you know, it was well over 100 degrees at first pitch. Um, but uh, it's it's dry, arid, uh, but it's great wine growing, growing oh, country, yeah. um, apple growing country. We have a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, you know, grown up and down uh, the valley uh, here. Uh, so, you know, you're not going to have too chilly a nights. Uh, you're gonna have beautiful sunsets um, in, in, you know, when the sun does set 
I, I was born and raised here. It's just a great place uh, to live uh, and to to experience the outdoors. We're you know five hours from from the ocean, but we're about forty minutes away from the mountains. Uh, for those people who love to ski or or go hiking, you know it's it's just a great place to be. Oh no, definitely. It's one of those. I was just there for overnight, but it's one of those places you like to get back. And me being a ballpark hunter, I like to go back and check out another game there. Head up to Walla Walla go over to Tri-City and uh, just see as many ballparks as I can. Spokane as well. I just uh, love being out in the Pacific Northwest. And any chance I get, I, I would jump at it. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great place. There are so many ballparks. There are so many cities here that have uh that have ballparks it's you can you can like anywhere or like a lot of places you can spend a lot of time and go to a lot of different parks uh without having to travel too much yeah now the only problem is if i'm with my wife she wants to check out wine country and she doesn't want to hear about i have to go to this ballpark and then another one the next day and then try to jam in two because one's having a camp day and one's having an evening game so it's it's a little bit of a juggle when you're with the, the missus. Absolutely, but but that's that's a good thing uh, too is, with no, uh, with wine country here in Yakima and especially in Walla Walla and then the Tri Cities between us. You can go to a lot of wineries uh, and, and keep her ha her happy uh, while you're going to ballparks. Well, so I'll, that's a good advantage. I'll buy her an extra bottle of wine and uh, while she passes that in the hotel room. <laughs> It's, there you go. There you it's, go. It's checking out another baseball game. And by the time I get home, I'm like, oh, no, I've been here the whole time. What are we talking about? Was <laughs> that a Walla Walla game? So, yeah, it's uh, it's something now that hopefully when COVID's over, whenever that is, we can start making some plans. But it, it feels like we're waiting another year to to do anything. It's uh, it's unfortunate. But we we had some interesting struggles last year, uh, but uh, you know not only in our parks but throughout the West Coast League. Um, last year we just had the ten U.S. teams playing. Our five Canadian teams weren't able to play because of COVID. Um, but uh, we just just got back from our league meetings last week. Um, we're all set to go for this year, barring anything unexpected. So not only will we have the ten teams from the U.S. from last summer, we've got our our five Canadian teams. Uh, joining, but we've also added a 16th team for this year in Springfield, Oregon. So um, fans of the West Coast League will go from 10 teams last year to 16 teams this year, which has really amped up the excitement for, for all of us. We're all so excited to see our Canadian friends coming back into the league this year. So we're really looking forward to a good year. Uh, there's just lots of excitement. Nice. And uh, yeah, I talked to a gentleman uh, with a Canadian team uh, earlier today. And, you know, he was telling me some of the uh, disadvantages of not being able to cross the border and play in the United States and how they had to team up with some other the Canadian clubs and create various uh, teams to entertain the folks. But yeah, they're ready. They're ready to play some baseball the normal way. Uh, in terms of atmosphere, if I'm coming out to a ballpark, uh, does the club do anything different to entertain the fans or is it just basic baseball and hot dogs we've we've always tried to to build and promote the family-friendly atmosphere um you know we're we're doing a, a lot of things that many other clubs do you know we've got the on-field promotions we've got the fireworks nights we've got the giveaways uh my uh, my counterpart in walla walla and i are have been kicking over a new idea well not really a new idea but new for us uh, that uh, we're going to be talking with our, our sales folks with next week. Um, 
everyone's looking for that new exciting thing that may not be new to to the overall sport and but it's new to our markets right so that's that's what makes it fun and exciting uh, you know, I can't remember, you know, everybody uh, just loved seeing the San Diego chicken who would appear everywhere, uh, it seems every summer. And those are the kind of things that you see on TV, you see them on YouTube now, but when you see them in person, there is just so much energy and excitement and camaraderie there. Those are the types of feelings that we're trying to generate within our fan base. So anything new, we want to, we want to try it, see if it works in our markets as well. Yeah, you know, out of all the ballparks I've ever been to, I've never seen the chicken in person. You know, I've seen really the, never seen the chicken. I hear how much he charges to make it an appearance, and I'm like, dang, that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, not a but, nice, that's not a bad business to be in. No, uh, but it's so entertaining and, oh, and yes. so much worth it. I mean, you know, that's uh, that's one of those things where, yeah, I'll pay that money to bring yeah. him in and entertain my my fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up watching the baseball bunch. I mean, the chicken was the famous chicken was an icon to me as a kid. Definitely. Yeah. I, you know, I never thought about that until this conversation right now. I've never seen the famous chicken. I'm, I'm going to have to make a, an effort to to check him out one day in the future. You know, if I have to go out of my way just to see that game. Yeah, it's certainly worth it. Um, but you know that that's kind of you know like you said when when you came up through uh, uh, through Central Washington, you you have to make those diversions. Yes, uh, even if it's a little way out of your path, it, it ends up being worth it uh, so much uh, just to experience it once. Yeah, no, and like I said, we were going to go back to Portland, but Portland it had been raining the whole week. It was dreary. That trip, Portland was not. That was that was the first time. One of the first times I was in Portland. It wasn't that exciting. It wasn't until about six, seven years later when I went back, Portland became a much hipper city to me, at least. So, you know, we easily could have just went back to Portland for the for the night and shot up to Seattle. But you know, making that trip up to Yakima, you know, you do something a little bit different. And and here I am, almost twenty years later. I've never been back, but you know, it, it that could change in a few years. Perfect. We'd love to have yeah, you come back out. Definitely love to have, uh, definitely love to check it out since it's a new ball club there. And uh, you guys are putting on a, a pretty great show. Uh, I guess another question I wanted to ask is um, food, food wise, any, any type of food. I, I might've asked you this early, but any kind of special food you have out there that people are going to go out to the ballpark and get specifically. Well, we, we've got, you know, like everybody, we've got the traditional ballpark yes. fair. One of the things that we do do, um, our signature piece is apple nachos. So, you know, okay. take your, your standard cheese nachos and uh, get rid of the chips and put in nice. apple slices and uh, you know, chocolate sauce and, and nuts and, you know, just basically, uh, you know, a banana split, but with, with apples. Um, and that, that is kind of our signature piece. We love that. Um, but there again, we try and do something new all the time. Um, you know, so we're we're just starting to dive into uh, creating menus for this year. So we've got a couple ideas. See if something sticks. See if we can't uh, bring something exciting in. And of course, we've got wine in our ballparks too, because yeah. you you can't have wine. And and this is craft brewery our brewing yeah. uh, area as well. So you you have to have the craft brews uh, and the wines as well at the ballpark. Oh yeah, craft. Uh, and I assume you have a thirsty Thursday night. Is that? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, some, so some people Arthur, don't have that. If, I'm shocked. Indianapolis does not have a thirsty Thursday here. See, so so we we do this a little differently here. Uh, in something that we started in 2019, we'll start our thirsty Thursday. You know, 12 ounce pours at two bucks. And then as the opponent score runs, uh, if they score runs, um, then we'll raise the price of beer a dollar up until the normal discount. So uh, one night, uh, you know, the opponents put up a four spot in the first inning and then the promotion was kind of over. I, you know, other nights it was, you know, two bucks uh, all all game long until last call when because we were shutting out our opponents. So really? people, people seem to like those types of interactions uh, because you do have to pay attention a little bit. Um, and every time, especially last year when we did this, every time the opponents would score a run on a thirsty Thursday, there were the lines would get longer at, at the bars really quickly. So I, I think that that just adds a little more excitement to the game as well. We, we might do the same thing this year. We might switch it up a little bit. So if they score, it's 12 ounces until they score one run or it goes up a dollar. Yeah, yeah. And then we normally pour 16 ounce beers in our park. So, you know, if the promotion is over, we go to a normal discount and go back to 16 ounce pours. Uh, you know, we're trying to be a little responsible too. Uh, everybody has to do that on, even on yeah. a Thursday, Thursday. Uh, but those those are the fun things, uh, you know, like baseball bingo and, and some of the other crowd crowd tie-ins to games that that fans really enjoy nice um, and so we, we we're always on the lookout for uh for the next thing to try and uh yeah. here in it's like a stock market goes up and down absolutely and absolutely down. all right so you said you also own or part of uh, the walla walla suites as well correct yeah they okay. were actually the first team in the first of our teams in the west coast league in 2010 okay no that's funny because i was trying to reach them to talk to somebody uh, I actually ordered a hat from them recently. and uh, On National Hat Day? National Hat Day. I bought one of their hats. In fact, I was wearing it earlier today. And I must have taken it off and put it someplace else. So I, I busted out the Nashville the Nashville cap. Uh, I, I guess you could answer this question. I'm a little bit interested about Walla Walla. They, they play in a former minor league ballpark. Similar atmosphere between the two places or a little bit different? Um. Pretty much the same. Obviously, the ballparks are different. Yeah. Uh, the Suites play at Borleski Stadium, um, which is a, a dual event stadium. So it's primarily a football field uh, in in the for uh, high school football. But you know, as soon as the football season is over, they 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 tear up the sod again, cut out the diamond, uh, and then it's it's the home baseball field for for Whitman College, and then for the Suites in the summer. Uh, but, you know, it's got the, the football grandstands on one side, so the ambiance is, is completely different. The, the makeup is, is different, I should say. Uh, but we really, we really strive to do the same thing uh, in both ballparks, that family-friendly atmosphere, the, the hometown feel. Um, you know, that's something that in, in our neck of the woods, uh, that's really important to the people who, who live here. And so the atmosphere is the same. I love the different ballparks. I was in Borleski a lot last summer. Uh, it's just, they're great places to enjoy nights and to watch a ball game. Uh, in Yakima, you're right up on the action. And in certain parts of That's what it is. Uh, Borleski, you're, you're on the action too. They don't have a, a stadium bowl like I do in Yakima, but the seating is, is very conducive to watching uh, great baseball. Uh, and, you know, in both parks, both sets of fans really get attached to the kids and uh, 
And the big difference that I've seen is when the Bears were here early in 1990, I was covering the Bears for the newspaper here. Uh, you know, at, at that level, you can have a player who's here, and if he does good, he's suddenly gone. He's moving up. Mm -hmm. uh, and the the base the the great thing about summer ball is they're here all summer, uh, you know, barring injury or something yes. like that. And the fans really connect with them and and are really really sad when they gone, especially or their host families. Uh, can get uh, can miss them quite a lot. Oh yeah, well you just make those connections, and if one of those guys makes it to uh, to the big leagues or someplace else, uh, everybody will remember the, that one year they were in they were in your town playing some baseball. So uh, absolutely, I think that's the big gamble because you know here in Indianapolis, I saw some some great players play, and next thing you know, they're in the major leagues, winning MVPs and Cy Youngs. So it's uh, it's it's definitely existent in your league. So nice. Now, if I wanted to come out to see some baseball games or what, where's the best airport to fly into? Um, for, for both Yakima and Walla Walla flying into Seattle is the best bet. Seattle. And then okay. you can even, you either can drive across the pass. It's a beautiful two hour drive to Yakima, or you can just uh, hop flights to both Yakima and Walla Walla. Mm -hmm. um, you can also try uh, flying into Tri-Cities. Uh, yes. Then you have to, you know, both towns, uh, that's right between us. So Walla Walla is about a 45 minute drive uh, to the south and Yakima is about an hour drive uh, to the northwest. Uh, but really easy to get to our parks, uh, whether you want to fly or drive. Yeah, I tell you, I've, I've been thinking about that route. I, uh, there's people up on Twitter planning their baseball routes this year. And I'm like, ooh, what can I do this summer? And, and you know, I did, being that I was interviewing you, I was looking at uh, the ballparks out there. And I'm thinking, would it be easier just to fly, you know, Seattle major airport, probably easier to do that. But you know, I'm thinking, is there someplace, someplace else I could fly into? So, well, we'll think about it. We'll think we got, I got plenty of time. So take the wife, have some wine, have some baseball. Absolutely. All right. Have some, have some apple nachos as well. And, oh, you got, you got me thinking, got me thinking about Yakima right now. So anyway. Appreciate your time coming on the show today, Jeff. Uh, where can people find the, the Pippins online? Uh, Pippinsbaseball.com uh, is the best place to go. Uh, and you'll find a lot of information about us. Um, and uh, it's pretty much all there. Okay. And the first home game is set for? June 3rd. Uh, June 3rd. That's, that's pretty much uh, the opening night for most of our teams in the league. Uh, and it's 120 days away from today. So mm -hmm. a lot of work to get done before then. Uh, but we're looking forward to it. Well, and that's going to get here before you know it. Absolutely. It goes <laughs> much faster than it looks like it would on the calendar. Oh, can't wait. And if you happen to listen to this podcast uh, sometime uh, before, it's it's going to be here even closer. So, Jeff, have, uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Best of luck in the offseason. Best of luck this year. Thanks so much. It was my pleasure joining you today. It was It was great fun. All right. Sounds good. I love talking to baseball teams and, and finding out a little information about them. And uh, I definitely like talking to, to the ball clubs out in uh, your neck of the woods. So thank you for coming on here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hope to see you out here sometime soon. Uh, you'll be the first person I call if that happens. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right, that was Jeff Garrettson, the general manager of the Yakima Valley Pippins. I didn't realize the Pippins was the name of a team from many, many years ago. Ah, the things you learn. This is why I do the podcast, because uh, I learned something. Hopefully you learned something as well. 
it's uh, yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of fun to, to head out to Yakaba and hit Spokane and Tri Cities and, and Walla Walla. And I'm sure there's another baseball team out there somewhere we can check out. So, uh, ooh, don't know what my summer plans are. Don't know what your summer plans are, but make that trip. Why not? Take the wife, have some wine, have some beer, see some baseball, have some fun, buy a cap or two. Uh, good times out there. Well, he did say it's 120 days before opening day. So it is February. Uh, depending on when this uh, video comes out, it's going to probably be 90 days, maybe even less. So um, it's going to be here soon, folks. Baseball will be here and we'll be better for it. And I don't know what the major leagues are doing for 2022, but the minors, the independents, the summer collegiates, the amateurs i think i got everything college the regular college they're going to be playing baseball so if you're someplace cold warm windy rainy uh make sure you pick a game and uh we will see you at the ballpark once again thank you for taking a listen to this podcast this has been a lot of fun i have met and uh, had conversations with some fabulous and wonderful people and I appreciate their time coming on. Uh, I had another gentleman today that was going to talk to me, but he forgot. He forgot. But you know what? We'll get him back on the show. I get it. I get it. I'll be a hypocrite. I forgot to host somebody the other day. They were waiting for me. And they're like, okay, this guy wants my podcast and the jerk's not here. So I apologize. But we will get that interview with you sometime soon. So. Jeff, thank you for coming on. This is Mark, the Ballpark Hunter. You can follow me on Stadium Journey, the industry's leader for sports reviews. Plenty of ballparks uh, out there. I think we have most of them. Not everyone from the West Coast League. So if anybody wants to review some West Coast League ballparks, let me know. We need to represent them on the website because they're truly some fun experiences. Follow me on YouTube, Ballpark Hunter, Instagram, Ballpark Hunter. Twitter, Ballpark Hunter, and I even have my own TikTok page, but I don't know what the heck I'm doing on there. I don't. I'm not 12 years old. <laughs> oh. All right, guys, have a great day, great night. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Francis Smith of West Palm Beach, call me now. You have 13 minutes and 20 seconds to call me back at this station. You will win a trip to two for Atlantic City. Francis Smith, call me now. You're listening to the Power Hit Station, the Valley's number one, the people's choice. Power, 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 99.9. Just kidding. I just felt like being a wacky DJ from the early 90s. All right, guys. Good night. Goodbye. Take care. Be safe. 